The American Basketball Association is the largest pro league in the world. Some great opportunities for team ownership are available and the cost may surprise you. If you've ever thought about team ownership in a pro league, give us the opportunity to help make it a reality. Reach out to us for more info. For USA teams at www.abaliveaction.com. In Australia, go to www.abaleagueaustralia.com. Hi guys, CJ here. We currently have a few positions available for relationship managers. If you would like the opportunity to work in sports marketing, this could be it. The ABA is the largest pro league in the world and partnered with the AAU representing over 700,000 athletes around the world. Building business relationships and helping bring new audiences to every business we're working with is the goal. We're not limited to one state or region. Businesses partnering with sports is always a win-win for the community. Sound interesting? Then drop us an email and give more information at jobs at aba101.club. And we'll get back to you right away. Sassy B Worldwide Productions. With over 25 years of entertainment experience, we have done it all. Celebrity appearances, red carpet events, image consultation and branding design. Our clients range from American football stars to Hollywood celebrities and everyone in between. Want to make a splash in the entertainment industry? Then it's time to get sassy. SassyBeeWorldwide.com You're listening to ABA One-on-One Podcast. Hey guys, it's time for a new episode of ABA One-on-One. Today is uh, former Laker Brian Shaw in the house. Uh, welcome, Brian. Man, let's talk basketball, man. How you going? I'm great, man. How you guys doing? All right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Brian Bonds, we'll let you kick this thing off, man. Okay, B-Baby. <laughs> How you doing, B- man? I'm okay. good. B-V. B-V. You know, you know, that's a, a brother's for life this is family right now that we're talking with um so i'll get you started b you've had a great career man you've had a you've had a real great career as far as a player and as far as a coach and you know i followed your career closely um and i know it's 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 a lot you you got a lot of highlights okay you got a a lot of highlights tell me what would be your biggest achievement, and I mean, I know, I know you got some rings, man. But there's always one ring that's probably more special than the other. What would be 
the biggest highlight of your illustrious career? Uh, well, it's that's easy for me, and it's it's winning the when we won the first uh, championship in 2000 with the Lakers. Um, I had been to the finals before in 1994-95 season in Orlando with Shaq and Penny Hardaway, and we got swept by uh, Akeem Olajuwon and the Rockets. And, uh, you know, that left a sour taste in our mouth. And, and, and so, you know, five years later, I, I team up with Shaq again um, in, in L.A., Phil Jackson's first year as a coach. And um, I, with Kobe, who I had uh, known since he was uh, about 11 years old because I played against his father over in Italy uh, when I played in the, uh, in, in the league over there in 1989. And, um, but it was, you know, t- the road to get to the championship that year and everything that we did um, that was kind of off kilter, so to speak, because Phil Jackson had some unique methods um, in terms of, you know, relating to and, and, and getting to his players. Um, but that whole season of doing these things and then in the Western Conference Finals against the Portland Trailblazers, uh, getting down 16 in the fourth quarter um, and being an integral part of, you know, knocking down some, some key shots um, and making some key plays on the defensive end helped, you know, us overcome that deficit to get to the finals and then to, you know, to finally be able to, you know, a second time at it, uh, be able to be a part of a team that won it and not only won that championship, but it's, it, it's, it was the beginning of three in a row. Um, definitely that first championship and that journey to get there um, is a highlight of my career. Wow. 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 Shawshank Redemption. Fantastic. (laughs) There it is. (laughs) Go ahead. There it is. (laughs) Hey, can I can I tell you guys a story? Can I tell you guys a story? Sure. Yeah, man. It's all about you today. Yeah. So uh, well, I'm gonna tell you how close me and and Brian Vons were Vons were when we were at (laughs) when we were at Santa Barbara together. We were on our way one night off campus to a white party, you know, where everybody has to wear white. <laughs> oh, I think you just hit a nerve right oh, there. No. <laughs> oh, here you we go. And he had on, he had on some white, some brand clean white tennis shoes, some white jeans, a white sweatshirt. <laughs> and a white leather jacket, right? Oh like God. he went the whole <laughs> way, like everything, white, 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 all the way down, right? So and I had on, <laughs> right. And I had on, oh I had on all white, you oh know, as well, God. but we're, we're heading to this party. We're walking through campus to go off campus to this party. <laughs> Galita. And, yes, in Galita, in Isla Vista. <laughs> and I don't even remember oh what God. you you did something you I don't know if you you didn't fall but you rubbed <laughs> that was, up against that, something. That was Bobby, that, it was it was it was Bobby Love. Remember Bobby Love, the little yeah. uh, the, who was little track dude. Remember he was messing with me, so I started chasing him, <laughs> <laughs> and he fell. I started chasing him, and I fell. <laughs> he fell, and he got this all this white. He got dirty, right, and so. Wow. He was like, man, I can't go to the party like this. You know, I, you know, my, my white is oh my scuffed God. up and everything. I'm, I'm all dirty. 
So the good friend that I was, I said, look, man, we're not going to walk all the way back to the dorms and then have to come back, change, and then walk all the way back. So I just dove in the dirt. Wow. <laughs> so that we could both go so that we could both go to the party dirty in our white so that he wouldn't feel like, you know, out of oh out of place. God. So anyway, that's wow. my that's oh my, my BB story. That's how that's yeah. how that's how close <laughs> we were. <laughs> oh my god, man. Oh my god. You remember that? That's that's cool. Wow. That is cool because that was uh you know, we had uh me and B we 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 got some stories, man. We we were man. we were hard and cold in that. Uh, yes, you know? we <laughs> yes, we were. Hey, yes, we were. Hey, before gangster rap oh even was on God. the map, huh? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> hey, hey, Brian, oh let me ask you a God. question. Was Daryl sure. Armstrong with you guys in Orlando? Yeah, Daryl came uh, about uh, halfway through the season. Um, he joined our team and stayed with us. Um, you know, the remainder uh, went that year when I was in Orlando. Um, so he went to the um, that was the year we when Jordan came back from playing baseball, yeah, we actually yeah. knocked, knocked them out of the uh, Eastern Conference finals to get to the finals. Yeah, we um, had Nick Anderson on. Oh, OK. Yeah. Yeah. So Daryl, Daryl Armstrong, we called him baby boy. And the reason why we called him baby boy was because when he first got there out of Fayetteville State. Yep. Punter he could, team. yeah, he was a he was a place kicker and punter, yeah, and uh, and actually he had the record in their league for a long time. I think somebody just recently broke it for the longest field goal. But anyway, he, he, mm. he we gave him the nickname Baby Boy because when he when he got there he couldn't remember anybody's names, so he called everybody Baby Boy. So if you the, we were at the the owner of our team, Rich DeVos, at the time, who, you know, he was, uh, yeah. you know, one of the founders of Amway. 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 Uh-huh. We were at his yeah. place at, at, uh, at, at Mr. DeVos's house in Palm Beach, West Palm Beach, a team function. And he came over to speak to Daryl because Daryl was uh, new on the team to introduce himself, let him know that he was the owner. And <laughs> Daryl called him. He said, Nice to meet you, baby boy. <laughs> and so not only did he, like, whoever it was, he couldn't remember their name. He just referred to everybody as baby boy. So to this day, that's his nickname. Like, that's what stuck with him. And, you know, he obviously had a great career in Orlando, and now he's coaching, um, you know, one of the coaches with the, uh, with the Dallas Mavericks. Um, but if you ever see him or talk to him again, yeah. Just say what's up, baby boy. Yeah. He's gonna turn around and, and, and double back and look at you. <laughs> I used to I used to spend a lot of time with him. I, I live over in Daytona Beach. Okay. I go to I go to a lot of magic games, a lot. Uh so <laughs> I knew Daryl. Because I'm I went to school in Fayetteville too. Oh, okay. So I know Daryl from way back. And gotcha. John Gabriel, I guess he was a GM. Yes. Yep, John Gabriel is the one that put it all together. Him and Pat Williams put it all yep. together in Orlando in those early years. One of the finest people ever, John Gabriel. I'm gonna, I yep. talk to him every every other day. Okay, he's he's wonderful. I mean, yeah, he's good, good man. man. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Hey. Yes, I'm sir. Gonna, I'm going to talk to you about uh, what you as far as like again because like CJ alluded to earlier. 
you know, that we, right, we're looking at bringing out, bringing out coaches and do a coaching camp and do some other things here in Australia. We'd love to have you a part of it. But as a, as a coach, I mean, well, the last time we saw each other, what was that? 2016, was it? When, uh, yeah, I think the, the first year to I was the, back. Yeah, when you brought the team to the Staples Center. To the game. Yep. Yeah. Yep, 2016. Yeah. So with that, 2016, yeah. Um, coaching. Your coaching career, and I know we, we, we spoke a little bit about it, but could you enlighten us, enlighten the, the listeners about your coaching career? like how you did in Denver. And again, you were part of that, that Indiana staff as well. And what are you up to now? I know, I think I know you're into the G league um, yes. with the ignite, I believe, but yeah, yeah. Can you just enlighten people on your coaching highlights and your coaching career? For sure. For sure. So <clears throat> I retired from playing, um, retired as a Laker in 2003 and the two years, my last two years, one of the assistant coaches, uh, Frank Hamlin, who was, on, who was on Phil Jackson's staff in Chicago, as well as with the Lakers, used to tell me all the time, you're going to be a coach. You're going to be a coach. And I would say, nah. And he'd be like, no, no, you're going to coach. And I'd ask him, why you say that? And he said, because Shaq and Kobe are the stars of the team, but everybody listens to you. And and respects and trust what you know what you say so he said I want you to start coming into the coaches meetings in the mornings when we're preparing for practice and I want you to sit in on the meetings and and I'm going to teach you how we do our scouting reports and things of that nature so I started coming in in the mornings before practice and sitting in with the coaches and and you know I was helping him do his scouting reports and things like that he was teaching me the ropes so when I retired in 03 right um they, the Lakers made me a, um, a college scout. So I kind of did kind of did half a season, okay. basically doing some collegiate scouting. And then I started doing, um, uh, some advanced scouting for, for the team. And then a year after that, Phil Jackson came back to the Lakers and hired me as an assistant coach. And so, um, <clears throat> I did that, you know, with the Lakers from 2004 to 2011, uh, under his tutelage and you know we won uh, two more championships in 2009-2010 um, and so I only knew kind of the Lakers way of doing things and we always had veterans on the team um, you know for the most part and uh, then in 2011-2012 seasons went to Indiana as the associate head coach under Frank Vogel um, and yeah. got to work with, um, you know, young Paul George and Lance Stevenson and George Hill, um, David West, you know, these guys. So we yeah. quickly, um, you know, rose in the Eastern Conference and, and uh, you know, went to the Eastern Conference finals a couple of years and lost to LeBron and the big three in Miami um, at that time, D. Wade and Chris Bosh. Uh, actually, big four, too. Ray Allen joined. Yeah, them. Ray Allen. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but you know, learned a different way of doing things. Um, and my, my strength, I would guess, I guess I would say I always had a good rapport with the players and I was, I loved getting on the floor and actually, uh, putting in sweat equity, like, you know, doing stuff to make them go game speed and replicate what they were going to see in the game on that particular mm -hmm. night. Um, and, um, you know, so two years in Indiana, uh, went to got got an opportunity to be the head coach in Denver 
And, um, you know, first time head coach, first time general manager. We had their first time president of the team and, um, and Stan Kroenke's son, Josh Kroenke. And so, you know, we all made a lot of mistakes, um, you know, just trying to figure things out and, uh, you know, and what have you. And so my stint in Denver lasted only about a year and a half, not even two complete seasons. Um, but okay. I guess the biggest takeaway for me was I learned how to be uh, since then. Um, and now I've, you know, after that, I went three years uh, as an assistant associate head coach for Luke Walton with the Lakers. And then now I'm the head coach of the G League Ignite. And I'll get into that in a second. But um, my biggest takeaway from my time in Denver as, as an NBA head coach was I drew kind of a, a line in the sand. And I was like, this is what I know. This is how we're going to do it. And if you don't want to do it this way, then you need to be somewhere else. And, yeah, you know, that's kind of the way that we were coached. Right. You know, the coach says something. That's what you did. And we, we live in a different day and yeah. age now. And so for me, um, it was very, very hard for me to coach the way a lot of coaches do now, which is kind of like, you know, everything's going to be OK, you know, you guys are doing great, even though you're not doing great. Um, you know, it, it was it's, it was hard for me to be patient and um, yeah, bite my tongue. Broken egos, right, right. You know, and and so these last uh, four years or you know four or five years since that experience in Denver, um, I've I've gained. A, I'm 55 years old now. I've gained a lot of patience. Um, I'm still true to who I am, but. I've learned that, you know, people retain information in different ways. Right. And so to connect with some people, they're, they're visual yeah. learners. Some are auditory, some are kins, you know, kinesthetic where they got to put their bodies through it. Um, you know, so I'm, I'm, I've, I feel like just with more time, I've become more seasoned. Um, and now, you know, I'm coaching the uh, head coach of this G league ignite team, which it's a different pathway for, you know, elite high school players that don't want to go to college and don't want to go overseas, but want to play professionally and start getting ready for the NBA. Uh, it's a pathway yeah. for them to do that. And so um, I love that because it's all about development um, and it's developing these elite, you know, two of my players on this team this year are going to be in the top five draft picks uh, in this year's draft, um, Jalen Green and Jonathan Kaminga. Um, you know, but getting to okay. work with that kind of talent and getting them ready for the next step so that whatever coach they have in the NBA, it can make them jo their jobs a lot easier because now the, these guys are more prepared and they've been exposed to the, the schemes and the NBA, uh, you know, offensive, defensive schemes, the, the sets, um, you know, and then the terminology and things of that nature. So I love it. Um, you know, it, I, I get to do kind of things the way that I that I want to do them. And, um, you know, these guys are eager to learn. And so it's a great situation for me. Um, Brian, I, I want to just mention one thing. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but you know, as, far as, as far as your your philosophy of as far as your my way or the highway, this type of thing, I think there's a few coaches and I think it comes from maybe credibility or whatnot to Phil Jackson's the Greg Popovich. There's four or five of not as many Pat, Pat Riley. 
Pat Riley, Chuck Daly, yeah. draw the line in the sand. And if you didn't want to hear to it, well, you know, you need to go somewhere else. But you know, the younger coaches, I, I don't think they have that kind of uh, that kind of credibility. I don't think the players aren't going to listen to them. Like you, know, like you said, it's a new age now. It's a new right. age. It's a different now. But I think those kind of Popovich, if Popovich, you know, even now they're down now. But you know, he still got his his. Uh, you know, his credibility, you know, he says something, it, it goes. For sure. And you have to have, I mean, you have to have the backing of the front office and the management ownership yes. in order yes. to be able to, to take that stance anyway, you know, but that's, I mean, you know, obviously Chuck Daly championship uh, coach, Pat Riley, Popovich, Phil Jackson, those are the guys who over the last 30 years won the majority of the championships that are, that have been won. So, right. They're, they are getting that respect. Now, I thought that, you know, because I had played under Phil Jackson, coached under Phil Jackson, won the five championships altogether, that that would have carried some weight when I was dealing with some of the young players that I was dealing with on that Denver Nuggets team. Um, but they didn't care about that, right? You know, yeah. it was, you know, and, and especially like, you know, they look you know, with, with the with internet and everything else, they could Google me and my stats. My stats weren't impressive. Um, in the NBA, I probably over over for 15 year career averaged a little under nine points and, you know, and maybe, you know, five rebounds and nine point you two. Know, six, <laughs> you know, six assists or whatever, you know, whatever it is. Um, <laughs> yeah. So so when they Google me, you know, they look at me and, you know, the first half of the year of my career, I started the second half. I didn't. Um, so they say, oh, well, you know, from what they remember when they saw, you know, you just were a role player off the bench and you trying to, you know, this, that and the other. So what I did in the past and what I had accomplished meant nothing at all to them. And, um, you know, and so just trying, like I say, really, it's just about trying to find a way to connect uh, with these guys, um, you know, and what find out what motivates them and, and gets them going and, you know, what's going to make them perform the best. So. That's what I'm learning. Now, on, on, on that note, because I can, I can relate to what you're saying uh, with my coaching over here and coaching teams and players and developing players here. Um, do you find that because of today's internet and YouTube, like, you know, I always, I always tell these guys that Google ain't going to solve your problem. You got to put the work in. But do you find that today's player is softer and needs to be cuddled more? Because I think, <laughs> you know, back in our day, back in our day, you know, you, you had to earn it. As to where yeah. today, everybody gets a participation trophy. What, yeah. How do you feel about today's athletes? Well, I, I'm not going to say that they're softer, Um but it's, it's just just different. I mean, that's if, if I haven't learned anything else, uh, you know, I've, I've learned that it's just different. Right. Like I have yeah. kids, you know, my kids range from, uh, you know, my oldest, which is my niece that I raised since she was 11 months old. She's 28. Yeah. You know, my son is 22 okay. and my daughter's about to turn 20 in a couple of weeks. And so they have helped me kind of understand and deal with the players that I'm coaching now because they're in that same little, you know, same little area of life. And so yeah. it's just different, right? Like I grew up in Oakland and catching the catching public 
uh, transportation, you know, to and from school and, um, and having to deal with the stuff that I've dealt with. And as my father always told me, I always wanted to make things better for you, for you kids than it was for, for himself. And then I took on that philosophy, right? So because yeah. of what I did, I was able to provide for my son in a way that, you know, no, you know, not very many people that I grew up with or that, that was around um, were able to do, right? So they went to the best schools. They um, lived in the nicest houses, okay. were driven around in the best cars. And so my son, like he, he's on basketball scholarship at UC Davis here, but his whole demeanor and attitude when it comes to thing and like having your head on the swivel and being on point all the time because you had to for survival purposes, he didn't, he didn't have that. Right. He hasn't been subjected to that. And I think a lot of these yeah. players are in that same that same boat. Right. It's, it's just a different time. And so um, instead of me going, you know what, they're soft and they didn't have to go through the same struggle that I went through um, and then like kind of holding that against them. I just look at it and I have learned to it wasn't always this way. But now I understand it's like like it's different. It's a different time. I wonder what it would have been like for us if we had the internet and Wi-Fi and and and, and computers and even cell phones. Like we didn't, cell phones weren't even around when we were in, when we were in school at UCSB, right? And so exactly. when you have exposure to exactly. everything and access to everything that these kids and these players have now, um, it makes the, the 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 whole game is is different now. And so trying to understand that but still trying to be true to who i am is that's the that's that delicate balance you know and so i used to be quick to say yeah y'all are soft you know you never had to go any go through anything it's easier for you now you know like i, I could tell a million stories you know we flew commercial we stayed in places like the howard johnson um when i was uh you know when i first got into the league with boston right and these guys now or the four seasons in Ritz Carlton and fly um, fly uh, uh, charters and you know have they meals are prepared for them and they get wake up calls and stuff like you know that we had to do all on our own it's just a different time now and so you know different there's going to be a different product that re, product that results from that that's a great point B, I, I, I just jump in real quick. We got about seven minutes left, guys. But uh, uh, hey, I definitely get where where you guys are going with that. But you know, I mean, the bottom line to me is being a person that's been around basketball most of my life. You know, even though I didn't make it, for, you know, like to the pro level or anything. You know, uh, what you have achieved and the time that you did play, you played with the legends of the game, you know, uh, against Larry Bird, people like that, Kobe. You played with, you know, uh, the time when Jordan was out there and what I say, baby Shaq, before Shaq put on weight and moved to L.A. Uh, you know, <laughs> you were there for all of that and you got them rings to prove it. So if they real ball, real ballers will listen to you because, you know, no matter what, you know, you – you you've made it, man. Whether whether you were you you gave your contribution to the team uh, to your teams, 
just like Michael Cooper, you know, Michael Cooper, yeah. you know, he was that one guy that was a clutch guy. You only brought him in a certain time and then he'd lead a game, you know, um, you know, yeah. every yeah. big counts, every big counts, you know. And, and, and CJ, you know, I, I, I like, that's always a part of me, right? Like, like they can never take that away from me. Yeah. Um, exactly. And, 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 and I feel blessed to have, I mean, my rookie year was Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's last, uh, his last year. Right. Mm. So I played against and played with, like you said, Magic Johnson. I mean, you know, against Magic with Larry Bird and Kevin McHale. Yeah. Um, Red Auerbach drafted me. Um, I've, I've been under Jerry West was the uh, GM when I was, uh, you know, that brought me to the Lakers when I came there in 2000, 99, 2000. Um, Chick Hearn was the legendary announcer and, and yeah, with the sure. Lakers and and, yeah. and Johnny Most when I was in Boston. Right. So some of some of the top guy and then, I, you know, played all the way through. And 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 seeing the Jordans and the, I, I played with Allen Iverson and obviously Kobe and Penny and you know different guys that I played with and played against during that time and then and then on top of that the guys that I've coached and so that's something that they can never take away from that they can never take away from me but yep. the only reason why I'm sensitive to to how these guys are right and why i understand why why we're quick to say that they're soft and this that and the other but when i came in the league in 1988 these players that i'm coaching now and some of the young players that i've coached over the last few years they weren't even born yet yeah so born yeah (laughs) so they have no idea so 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 that that would be like me turning back the clock and trying to find some film of george mikan and you know, and, and some of the players, Will trying, you know, yeah, yeah, well, I'm, I'm still I'm old enough to to yeah. to remember Wilt a little bit and see some stuff. But, you know, like just going all the way back. And so because of that, I like I get it a little bit. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. they, they 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 weren't even born yet. So they know yeah. what they know now because this world that they live in is instant and whatever's in their hand that they can they can type in yeah. on there phone and computer or whatever and, and Google and get to, that's what they know, you know? And so yeah. I, I get that now. All right. Brian, uh, right. you know, right. I'll leave you the last question, man. We got about three minutes left up in here. Don't want time to run out on nobody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Well, see, I got a lot of questions. <laughs> well, but, you know, you, you know, can get on the phone and call my brother. Well, you know that. Well, I, yeah, I, I'm gonna get on the phone and call you. I'm gonna give you a call this week, B, for real. Uh, <laughs> I want his number, Brian. But, but with it, you know, like, look, man. Uh, again, you know me. I know you, man. You, know, I love you as a brother, man. Always. Um, but love you too. For for our for our viewers man i i just want to say thanks for coming on to be honest with you, I, you know i don't have any questions good we, you know, because uh, i know we're getting short on time but i just want on to thanks i just want to say thank you man for you know reaching out and being on with us today man you know because you are your story in basketball and a lot of people don't know your story i mean i remember that first day we was at ucsb <laughs> And we hooked up, you know, it was yeah. like from that point on, we was riding thick or thin, you know what I mean? So for, for and, sure, you had just again, come from Montana Tech playing for Kelvin Sampson. 
That's my guy. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I remember. I remember that, all that. And the, and the stuff that we went through. See, I can tell some stories, but I'm, I'm gonna say most. No, most about, of them you uh, can't. Most of them you can't tell on air. Well, I can't tell exactly. <laughs> hey, 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 Brian. That's why I say we we got to say we got we just we call this part one, and then okay. you know we'll do part okay. two a little part bit later on. And the uh, way the way you guys sound, we might have to have a part three. Hey, Rick, well, you I want tell to say you, anything, I man? We got about a minute left, Rick, before I, we get out of here. All right, Brian. I want to I want to get uh, your number from uh, from B Vaughn's because I want I got some things I want to talk to you about as as well. Okay. Uh, that you know some kind of amusing old story about you coming <laughs> but anyway i want to thank you again i'm so glad to hook up with you uh, jim clemens i talked to him uh, he's a very good friend of mine and he speaks very highly of you okay uh, he just moved JP. back to ohio and, oh, okay uh, but anyway i want he wanted to say hello to you but i want to give you a call hopefully soon and talk to you a little bit all okay, right, sounds good, and 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 I just appreciate you guys having me on. And I tell you this for your for your viewers and your listeners, um, I promise you that if time permits and and in my schedule there's no conflicts, when you guys put on one of these coaches camps, I will come out and be a part of it. And um, that's one, like I said, one of the places in the Thank world you. that I haven't been, and so. I definitely want to get out there and I want to connect with you guys and, and, and grow this game that we all love so dearly. All right, man. Look, guys, we got to wrap it. Brian, thank you, man. We, we will be back in touch for sure, man. Thanks, Brian. Everybody right. have a good weekend, guys. All right, you guys take all right. care. All right. All right, baby. Peace, man. All right, all right later, people. Uh, peace. <laughs> Come explore the no-strings-attached e-news online magazine. Our global array of authors inspire, delight, and educate with practical and entertaining articles. And with Focus On, we help producers of film, web series, and other video content attract a wider audience. Plus, your project can stream on Roku, Apple TV, Fire TV, and more with our media partners E360 TV and NETV. No-strings-attached e-news, focusing on human interest. Advertising available, nsaen.com. Well, that's going to do it for this week. Remember, you can keep up with every episode by subscribing via our website. Follow us on social media and tell your friends about us. Next week, new guests, more basketball tips, more basketball stories about the game we all love. Till then, be safe and keep your eyes on the ball.